Hey, 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 what's going on, beautiful people? I'm Jake Rosenberg. I hope you've had an amazing week. Welcome to Free Flow Friday on the Lions Unleashed podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you unleash your inner lion. And while I've been doing this for the last few years, I've always had a fascination for how other people unleash their inner lion and help those around them in their life. That's why I started the Free Flow Friday segment so that you can get an unfiltered look at what other people are doing in their life. Today, I have an amazing guest, a girl that grew up in my community here in Rockland County, New York, and she is running for Congress. And when uh, when we connected, actually, originally through Instagram, I f- immediately found it quite fascinating to see someone that's not only young, my age, or, or just around my age, but is going for something that is pretty much never thought of by the average Joe. Most people don't think about running for any sort of seat in government. People always like to talk about the changes that they want to see But how many of us actually go for a position in government where we can affect the changes that we want to see? And so I found it fascinating. I reached out to Yehudis right away and told her I want to get her on the podcast. And so here we are. Did did you need to study? I'm just curious, like, what is it like getting into politics? I'm sure when you decide to go into politics, everybody's kind of like, looking at you like, here's another young person that's trying to make a change, but doesn't really know what they're talking about. That is, that is so true. I, I, I had a lot of that. Um, a lot of that, you know, oh, this is just another young person trying to be the next AOC. Um, and, and it's funny because I think AOC has a very, very different style than me. Um, AOC's not, um, you know, she, I, I don't know why she went into politics. She could have gone into it for a different reason than me, but you get a lot of that. You know, you get a lot of just skeptical people wondering if you're really serious. And, and it's fair skepticism. You know, it's, it's all fair. Um, are you really serious or are you just trying to do this because it's fun? There are a lot of people that are trying to get into politics and are just doing it as a way to kind of get involved in the new hype, um, you know, as, as a joke, per se. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's for me, it was always about policy. It was always about politics. Um, it was always about helping people. And I kind of came from it from a policy perspective, from a science perspective. So it was a little bit different, but there are a lot of people who are kind of going into that and you always get that skepticism. So how did you, how did you bypass that skepticism? Like, what did you do that got you to a point where people started taking you seriously and actually endorsing you? Um, you know, I think it's, and, and I think it's the same thing that we're doing now where I think it's really about, um, perseverance and I think at the end of the day whoever wants it whoever really wants it and it's in it not just because it's fun not just because it's the next big thing but because they really want it perseveres and at the end of the day it was perseverance and um and I do owe a lot to the uh the GOPs um and conservative parties in my district because they really really gave me a chance and took me seriously which you know uh, without their help we wouldn't be here and so it's, you know, it, it, they definitely deserve a lot. A, a lot goes to them. And, um, but it's really about perseverance and, and really wanting it. I think people see 
see genuineness and see honesty within people. Hmm. And do you, I mean, I'm guessing like a big part of actually getting the support that you need is just connecting with people. Like we are just talking and connecting over certain things that you agree with or maybe even disagree. But like, how did you, or how are you going about getting the support? Because, you know, getting actually running for Congress is one thing, but actually getting that seat is something else. Like, what are you doing to get people behind your campaign? Yeah. So when I decided I wanted to run, I really didn't have support. I mean, I, I come from policy, which isn't, you know, there are very few people who in policy who work with politicians. Um, and there's a whole span, a whole uh, entire group of people behind the scenes that work on policy. And so I really didn't have that group coming in. Um, I reached out to a couple of conservative groups. Um, Empower America was one of them. And they reached out to me and really uh, invited me to one of their events in D.C. And uh, I met a couple of people there, got connected with them. Uh, they took me under their wing and it ended up through different connections. And it's really, again, just about perseverance. You know, it's about, do you really want it? Will you go out and take the four or five hour trip to DC to meet people and put yourself out there? You know, will you just walk into an event where you know nobody or, you know, somebody you met over the phone and say, hey, sure, you know, I'll, I'll come in with you. And sometimes it's a hit and sometimes it's a miss. But, you know, at the end of the day, the aggregates of it, um, you know, and you have to do your due, due diligence. You have to do your research. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, that, that's really how I met so many, so many amazing people. Um, to have this network that I do now. And then like on the flip side though, there's always like with politics, we all know is like you're putting yourself in the hot seat to get people that are just going to crap all over you at any time for whatever they might disagree with. Like, did you, were you prepared for that? Did you prepare for that in any specific way? And like, what is that like? I didn't like specifically prepare for that. Um, I think it's, it's more of a personality. That's the way I see it. Um, you know, um, I, I have a tougher personality. I put up with things. Um, I can handle a lot. And I think that I, I've actually already been, um, all the things you're saying, you know, spit on, uh, degraded and just had lies thrown around about me. And I think it's just about putting up with it. I think it's just about, um, you know, are you going to let it go to heart? Or are you going to understand that these are just people that either have an agenda or just either have, uh, a sad story or something uh, unfortunate uh, about them that they have to throw hate onto other people. Mm. And at the end of the day, I think the right person, what's right is going to win. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of putting the negativity aside. There's so much negativity in today's world and you just really have to put it aside. Mm. Do you like, do you engage people like that though? Cause to some extent, like the whole purpose of getting into politics is to be able to help people. Right. And so even though people are disagreeing with you, they might still be, you know, your constituents, and to some extent, you still want to help them, even if they might not like the way you go about it. Like, how do you go about engaging with people like that? Definitely. I, I, if it's a constituent, it's very different. I'm talking about like politicians or people running against me. Mm. Um, but constituents, I, I think I view it as a way of educating people. Um, I think the Republican Party has a lot of value and has a lot of merit. And I, I think our platforms are the right ones. Um, and the ones that will ultimately help people. And a lot of times it's about educating people. Um, sometimes it's about educating Republicans, even on different positions. Um, when we talk about the George Floyd case, you know, I, I had people call me up saying, you know, I, I'm in college, I'm, you know, young, I'm older, I have friends who are Democrats, what do I say about this? I've literally had people from all age groups call me up about it. Um, 
And, you know, I, a lot of it's about educating people and sometimes even people who disagree with you. Mm. Um, yeah, it really depends how they disagree, right? Some people are looking to be taught and some people are just looking for negativity and to engage in an argument. And I'm not going to engage in an argument for the sake of an argument. I don't think that's good for the country or good for people. Um, but I think, you know, if someone's genuinely looking for, for education um, and really looking to learn, we definitely, definitely engage with them. And there are so many people like that. Um, independents, uh, Republicans, Democrats that we engage with. But what I was talking about before was more about um, uh, about politicians, people who were running against me are or were running against me, um, who have just thrown things. And and in that I I think that's all just to attack me and just uh, just to in, incite something within me. And I'm not going to engage in that. I like what you're saying though. You know, dialogue over debate because at the end of the day, debate doesn't really get you anywhere because then nobody's listening to the other side. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, you see it with, you know, the, if you ever do an interview with the media, and, you know, they've tried to, they try to get you to, to say things that will get a response that, that they want that you don't want, and will, or either will get you incited, and get you angry, or get you worked up. So, there's a lot of that, and, you know, you just don't want to engage in that at the end of the day. It's not good for you, it's not good I mean, you know, causes people stress. There's no reason for all of this. Yeah, it's all about it. But that's media at the end of the day. They're, they need that kind of incitement to sell some story. So I guess you need to be wary of that at all times. Do you uh, do, you do uh, interviews on opposite sides, on different parties, and, and have conversations with people like that? And do you see that happening a lot? I do. I do. Um, I see it happening sometimes from uh, some groups that genuinely have questions and want to hear my position, which is really nice. And sometimes from groups that, um, you know, just, just kind of want to debate. Um, I've done both. Um, I do interviews. Most, most of my interviews are with conservatives, but I've done a handful of them um, with liberals. And, you know, a lot of times it's they'll either bring up something that just isn't related to... Um, is it, is it related to your position? We'll try to, you know, trick you into thinking something um, or we'll try to make you look stupid. Um, and, you know, there, there's just a lot of that. So you just have to be aware of that and avoid that. But I, I do interviews with both sides. I think it's important to get the information out to um, to both sides of the party. I'm guessing, I mean, to some extent, um, you know, you can't always know everything. They might throw something at you. Whether they, it's something that you agree or disagree with, but because of you know, you've never really thought it through properly, how do you handle that when someone maybe throws a, a question at you that you've never really thought through a response to that kind of question? Yeah, so at the end of the day, a lot of it is uh, just going down to your foundations. A lot of it is, do you believe in freedom and what will promote the most freedom? Mm. And that's, at the end of the day, we believe that that will help the most people. And so you really want to go back to that. Um, a lot of times, once in a while, there's a question that kind of doesn't, uh, dialogue with that. So once in a while, there's like a question that doesn't, uh, go with that. And you'll have to really say, you know, I'll look into that. I just had someone the other day, um, they actually live in the district, but they, um, they're currently in Las Vegas, um, and they're a gambler and a professional gambler. And it's, you know, he was asking me questions about, uh, gambling and, uh, law in, in, in that uh, area. And to be honest, I don't know that much about that. You know, it's not one of the topics I'm experienced in, um, but it's definitely something I'm willing to learn. And, you know, we spoke about it and I looked into it before our conversation um, to get a little bit more well-versed on that. But whenever it's in an interview, the best 
thing just to do usually is to say, you know, I, I, the honest answer, I don't know much about that. I can look into it and I'll get back to you. Mm. You never want to get yourself into a bind. You never want to, you know, say something that you'll not have to take back because you really don't have that chance of taking it back. Right. Once it's out there, it's out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, can you go a little bit into what exactly you're running on? I'm just curious, you know, what what positions are really driving your campaign? What really motivates you to actually get that seat in Congress? Yeah, so I view that as two questions. Like there's, I was just talking to someone the other day, um, and we were talking about how a congressional seat is really the question of what direction do you want the country to go in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then who you think will best be able to, to bring the country in that direction. So a lot of it is, you know, do you want the, the country to go in the direction of more freedom or do you want the country to become a socialist country? And that's really what people are voting on when they're voting for a different party right now. Um, but in terms of, you know, there, there are specific issues that really do relate to the district. And I think our taxes are extremely, extremely high. And it's one of the biggest burdens on, on the residents in the district. And we have, uh, I know a lot of residents are concerned about healthcare, keep being able to keep their healthcare, um, you know, and that's something that's more related to a certain party, but, uh, um, and, and that's definitely something, you know, we, we stand by, we stand by uh, free market healthcare. And there's, um, and, and, you know, definitely with all the Republican values of uh, the constitution, we also have a nuclear plant in our district um, in Westchester and Buchanan. And that's something that a lot of people really, really, it affects a lot of lives and it affects a lot of lives of, and jobs of the people who work there. And then it also affects the energy costs of the people in the district. And those are two areas that we, uh, that that's one area that I've had experience and I've had experience in policy writing in that area and advocating for nuclear energy. Um, and, and, and that's one thing I really want to bring to Congress. Um, and the last thing I'd say is just, you know, kind of local. Um, there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of efforts locally to reduce traffic. Um, and I think a lot of the uh, local politicians need the help from the congressional representative to be able to do that, um, you know, with the congressional funds that they have. Um, and, you know, just to be able to, it's, uh, to reduce traffic, to fix the roads and things like that. And so a lot of it ends up just being local um, as well, in addition to the national policies of, you know, supporting our second amendment, and, and supporting our freedoms and supporting our rights. Mm. I'm curious though, like the, and this has to be coming up quite often is the, your background, obviously growing up as a religious Jew, like to what extent does that affect you, uh, mm. wanting to be in that position to be able to affect change? And is there anything that you experienced growing up as a religious Jew that maybe makes you want to implement certain changes or is there anything that you want to do for the community that you want to speak about? So definitely. I mean, I think, you know, just coming from the community, I, I, I understand the community um, and understand a lot of uh, things the community wants, the community needs. Um, on a congressional, I know a lot of things are done on a local level and, you know, I, I would divert to local politicians. Um, I think if you want something done on the local level, you need to go ahead and vote and you need to vote for the politician that you want. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you can't put a put a strong hand on, on the local politicians. I think they were elected for their positions and they should do what they were elected for. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that so a lot of issues are, are in the local level. Um, in terms of the federal level, um, I, I entirely, entirely support Israel. Um, I am extremely, extremely happy that our president moved to the seat of Jerusalem. 
um, and, and we'll continue supporting our, our relationship with Israel. Um, and, and I think that's extremely important and it's, um, it's at risk right now in, in Congress with the representatives. And that's, that's one of my main points um, coming from my background and coming from, um, you know, the, a, a Jewish background, something that's, that's always been my homeland. My brother is very there, I have family there. Um, and it's just a great relationship for America. It's, you know, we, a lot of our national security is tied into relying on Israel. They have some of the best technologies um, and a lot of influence in that region that, that we can use to our advantage. Um, and so supporting our relationship with Israel is a really big one. I know there are a lot of local issues with the community, um, but a lot of that's with the local politicians. Right. I'm curious, you know, from like a, a citizen's perspective, like interestingly enough in schools, they never really teach you about, you know, the, the actual inner workings of government and how all of that works and, and how just the average Joe can make any sort of difference if they disagree with something or if they want to affect any sort of change. Can you speak to that at all? Maybe teach people something about that they might not know. Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, what people don't understand is they have to start from the bottom. And, you know, a lot of uh, experience um, that you'll get from talking to people, from doing things, from working in different areas. Um, I started working at a really, really young age. So I've been working for about uh, 15 years or so. And, you know, a lot of, you get a lot of experience from it. You get a lot of connections from it. Um, but a lot of people are now coming in and wanting to make a change, but you really need to start from the bottom. You really need to learn from the people who are there and um, to, to grow from that and work your way up. Um, I think a lot of what uh, people our age seem to have is going from one thing to the next. Um, and a lot of people kind of start one place and then a year or two later, and I think it's an attention span thing, and they'll go to something else. You know, they'll decide they don't like that job and move to something else. Um, and I think there's that if you really want to be successful at something, if you really want to go into something, you need to stick at it. You need to persevere. And I think that's why it's it's hard for a lot of uh, young people to get into stuff like this because it kind of seems like it goes along with the um, with the typical, uh, you know, millennial or whatever they call it, uh, the next generation, um, uh, Gen Z. And, you know, it's, it's kind of that stereotypical thing. And I think if you want to be different, if you want to do something uh, different, you need to prove yourself. And it's, so a lot of it is, you know, for people who want to make a difference, it's about showing up to these events. And there are a lot of people, like you have to realize the world is competitive and there's a lot of competition in this world. And if you want to make it, you need to be just as competitive. And in order, being competitive is not running around from one thing to the next to the next. It's sticking to something that you love, something that you've been doing. And, um, and you know, you go to CPAC, you go to all these events, um, these political events, and you see a lot of young people there. You see a lot of young people making the connections, really showing up and showing that they care about this. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what gets them into things. Um, that's what gets them going forward. You know, my, with uh, my entire life, with everything I was doing, um, you know, I showed up and sometimes I was the, the youngest person there, you know, at, in, in the room and I didn't care, you know, I wanted to be here. I wanted to learn about nuclear technology, about our relationship with other countries, about the nuclear, uh, non-proliferation treaty. And, you know, and, and so I showed up, um, but a lot of it is just doing things that, that you following your heart, really doing things you're passionate about 
um, and, and really starting from the bottom, starting by showing up people, knocking on doors, knocking on, uh, not home doors, but, uh, you know, knocking on office doors. And you just go around, you look up someone online, find them interesting, give them a call, knock on their door. Um, you know, when I got into Columbia University, I, uh, I emailed them, I called them, then I showed up, they weren't there, I called them again, showed up again. Um, you know, when you just have to keep showing up, you just have to keep going. Um, and really, really pursuing what you want and just going after it. Mm, I love that. And it, it's so true. I mean, I'm seeing that in podcasting a lot. Just to be able to talk to people that you think you would never be able to have a conversation with, but as long as you reach out, keep reaching out, find maybe someone that can make an introduction. But at the end of the day, it's always possible to connect with people and to uh, to go a lot farther than you might have realized in the beginning. So. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think, I think like, what you're doing is great, you know, just reaching out to people and making connections. And, you know, one video goes on that bit, um, you know, to here and then gets posted on here and people know about you and, um, you know, reaching out to more people and... At the end of the day, and you always get rejected. You know, you always get rejected. There's always rejection. And, you know, people tell you, know, I mean, I've had so much of that, uh, so much of that. And, you know, you just, you don't let it get you down. You say, you know what, there's, for every rejection, there will be a, a, an acceptance. And, you know, I know who I am. I know what I like to do. And I'll keep doing it until, until I die. Yeah. That's a good lesson for life. <laughs> I always say life is pretty much a endless journey of personal development. So you have to be in it for the long run. Yeah, yeah, and I think you just have to do things fearlessly, you know, just do things unapologetically, be who you are, and just be proud of it and go after that, and people will try to put you down, and people will try to call you names and tell you you're bad for being who you are, and you're doing the wrong thing, and, you know, you're not bringing in any money, or you're not uh, being successful enough, and you just have to go after who you are and say, no, this is who I am, and, you know, this is who I am, this is going to make me happy, and I will be successful at it. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so this has definitely been an interesting conversation. Like I said before, just like someone that is young, someone that grew up with the same background, shares similar values. It's just uh, it's cool to see someone going after it. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's great, and I and I think it's great. It's really great that we have a lot of young people in politics right now. Um, I'm going out on Sunday in Austin, which is the town of Westchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, to meet different people in the in the district, and I'm going with someone who's uh, well, I'm going with a few people. Uh, most of them are you know uh, 50, uh, 45, 50. Um, but there's someone in there who's 21, and he's on the school board in Austining, and he's you know he just started young and he went after it. You know, I, I think if you see an open seat, you know, you see an open seat, that's not a challenge, and um, there are a lot of positions that are just open. Um, you know, that people don't even realize um, the local positions. And you start out there and you build uh, a base for yourself. And that's what this kid has done. And, you know, he's 21, he's on the school board. He also has a job. He also, um, you know, does his own thing. And he's trying to build a uh, future to become whatever it is, you know, county executive or uh, mayor. And that's, you know, it's really nice to see there's a lot of young people getting involved. Um, and I think a lot of us have, it's, it's funny because you see, a lot of people say that the, you know, the younger generation, oh, we're so liberal and they complain about it. And it's funny because I actually, like the way I view it is that, yes, a lot of us are liberal, but it comes from the Like we were taught growing up, and I think a lot of us were taught growing up, that it's better to be nice to someone else, but it's, it's nice to have such people in politics who are really interested in helping other people. 
I think at, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to because the whole purpose of being in politics is to help other people. And if that's not what you're there for, then why, why are you there? Yeah. I mean, you see, you see so much corruption nowadays, you know, we see so much corruption with everything that's been going on mm. and it's kind of nice to have that get cleaned out. And so, I mean, I've heard people from all over, you know, all across America, every, you know, all colors, all races, all ages, uh, talk about this, how we just need to clean out, uh, get a fresh slate of people in our politics because so many people in our politics have been using it for the wrong reasons. Um, and have been using it for corruption. And there's really, really a window for young kids who want to get involved in politics. Um, first of all, social media. I think social media is a huge thing. These podcasts, any media is really the big, you know, it's a thing that we're watching. It's a thing that people of all ages are watching. It's the new TV, basically. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, so it's, it's and I, I think, you know, younger people just have a knack. I guess we were raised uh, more so with it. And we have an app for it because of that. We have, you know, we were at a young age, we were trying to use these things. Um, and so I think it's really something that we have an advantage with in a way that you see a lot of young people really getting involved uh, in politics and being able to get involved in politics and uh, in news and, you know, creating their own network by by using this as, you know, use use, use what you have to your advantage. And, and it's one of those things that people have been doing, which is really nice. Um, and there's there seems to be a lot of energy and engagement for young people to get involved. Uh, involved in politics so some skepticism but um, a lot of acceptance as well yeah i think it's also a good thing to focus on is like you said before that especially with young people um whether you're left or right or liberal or conservative whatever your position is though to just get into it and try to make a change or to do what you think is best for yourself and for the world around you rather than what we see a lot of times is people that get into it just from a place of wanting to be in control or using it to make money or whatever it might be. Um, and so I think it's it's encouraging to see that. So yeah, yeah, and it's funny because, like, um, you know, I know people our age that decided to go to Las Vegas and uh, Los Angeles and sleep on the beach homeless. And I know so many people that have done that, and it was their choice. You know, it's actually their choice to live a life of less and have less for themselves for a different purpose. You know, what was a greater purpose, whether it was a purpose of, um, you know, just getting rid of all the uh, materialistic things in their lives that they just wanted to live without um, for a little bit because it was getting a lot. But I think um, you, there, there is just this mindset of people, you know, I, I, a lot of, I know people that have turned down really, really good jobs to work, like extremely, extremely good jobs, um, like top, top companies and have turned it down to work at a nonprofit. And being on the board of, uh, with the Chemist Club uh, for a while, which is an uh, organization of chemical companies, specifically chemical engineers, um, so it would include Dow Chemical, DuPont, the ASF, um, a lot of the big chemical companies. And a lot of them have been asking me, like, why is it that we can't get good, um, good, good employees? And I want to call it those companies, you know, specifically, but, but those, you know, just companies in that, uh, in, in that industry. Um, and, and other industries also, um, and nuclear and others, have been asking me, you know, why can't we get good young employees uh, to work with us? We're offering them a lot of money. And it's true, the industry does offer a lot of money. It's a very high-paying industry. Um, but a lot of people don't want the money anymore. They want to help others. They want that uh, good feeling of being able to have give, given back to society. Mm. And it's kind of a shift in the mindset that I think a lot of companies are going to have to take, um, but also a shift in the mindset that we might see more people going into politics as a way to help others. 
I think it's it's very true because a lot of people these days are starting to focus more on what their purpose in, in, in life is rather than just business and just making money. So if you don't mind me asking, like, what is your purpose in life if you had to kind of sum it up? Mm. Do you like country music? Love country music. It's a song, but the line from the song is pretty much sums it up. It's live like you were dying. Mm. That's kind of that's that's kind of my mindset, you know, that uh, help other people as much as you can, and at the end of the day, you know, what would you want your last moments of life to be? If you were dying tomorrow, what would you want to do? And you know, I, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't care about how many things I have, um, you know, how much honor or you know, uh, whatever I have, you know, I, I would want to die knowing that I helped other people and that I touched people's lives and that I made a difference in this world. I'll, I'll bring another quote from a country song. Never seen a hearse with a trailer hitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big country music fan. Um, I'm kind of interesting. Like I like country music. I like jazz. I actually love Frank Sinatra. Mm. Um, so I kind of have my, my things, but country music was kind of my first love. Nice. I think that's a very wholesome note to kind of wrap up the recording of this. Yeah. <laughs> Country music is, I think, as conservative as it can get. <laughs> <laughs> is it? My brother actually went to school uh, for a bit in Texas, uh, in Dallas, Texas. So we got to go down there and it's, it was, you know, hearing country music in the store instead of pop music was, it, it kind of just like lifted your heart, you know, like, wow, this is so cool. This is what I wanted. Um, so. <laughs> I think it's wholesome. <laughs> Country yeah. music tends to That's be more wholesome. It's definitely wholesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for, you know, getting on here and just conversing with me. It's it's definitely always interesting to see into the mindset of somebody else that is pursuing what they feel their greater purpose in life is. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And to you, my listeners, I really appreciate you listening. I hope that you found this conversation helpful in some way, if not entertaining and educational. And if you know anybody that you think would enjoy listening to either this episode or any other episode on the podcast, make sure to share the show with them. That's how we can help more people one by one will make a difference in this world. Again, I really appreciate you listening. I hope you have an amazing weekend.